Our Bible reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 1, reading from verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and didn't want to expose her, expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Last week in the village square, we posed the question, uh, how would you sum up Christmas in three words? And that has been repeated in various uh, events uh, linked to this church. I've got a few extra suggestions, like um, watching Downton Abbey, uh, carols at King's, let's lift it a bit, um, the dreaded rallies. Don't look around too close. Opening Christmas presents. Three good words. Uh, but here's one that uh, I guess you might not have suggested. And it's this. Is that it? Is that it? It's the title of the book of Sir Bob Geldof after the largest musical band-aid during a uh, musical event linked to band-aid, a global event linked also to the release of Nelson Mandela. And the scaffolders are working on the staging, clearing up all the rubbish, and Bob Geldof hears one of them just casually say, is that it? This massive global event, is that it? A sense of utter anticlimax achieved a great deal, doubtless. But where does it leave you? And here we are today in this massive, momentous day in the lives of this country, of many parts of the world, in people's lives. Uh, it doesn't get bigger or greater than this. And yet, we can suffer from a sense of anticlimax. And that is why I want to give you just these three words then that comes in Luke's Gospel. I'm not bringing them to you, I'm bringing it from God's Word, and it's this. Four times in Luke's account, it says, Don't be afraid. There you are. Surprising, isn't it, for Christmas? Can you think of anybody who's afraid of Christmas? Well, in and of itself, no. But when we go back to the original event, on these three occasions, that is how Luke records the announcement of the birth of Jesus to Zechariah, 
who is catapulted into parenthood at an older age with a sense of apprehension, and conversely to Mary as a teenager. And humanly speaking, she's been stitched up by the Holy Spirit. She bears a child. And you know how children come into the world. Don't be afraid. And there's Joseph, loyal but full of apprehension. And finally, the shepherds, who saw and sensed and heard the glory of God. And again, don't be afraid. Three words for Christmas. And what I'd like to do with the three minutes that we have left is to say just two things that's linked to that from this passage here. The first is this, in verse 10, don't be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people. To you this day is born a Saviour. He is Christ the Lord. Fear is an emotion that is rampant, not only in our society, but in our own lives as well. We bring fear with us as well as experience it all around us. The fears of parents as they think of their children and their future. The fear of children as they look on their parents this year and say, will they stay together? Fear of work, health, the mortgage, and will our relationships survive. Did you know this? That in the Bible, God's book to us, in this book, that fear is something that God speaks about so much. Indeed, it is the most regular command given by God to people. Do not fear. Don't be afraid. And then he always gives the alternative. Now think this through for a moment. I know some of you have been up early and this is not time for great thoughts. But think this through. It doesn't mean God will protect us and give us all the things that we want and keep us happy. The converse may well be the case. It means this. That in this short life in which we live, that whatever happens to us, he will be with us. That's what it means. And that is why when the name Jesus was given, the explanation accompanied it. He will be called Emmanuel, Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, God with us. Possibly, I guess if we were to admit it, our greatest fear is to be alone. And all the more reason at Christmas time, he comes to us and says, Emmanuel, I don't live in the past and I'm not hiding away in the future. I'm with you now, now. Emmanuel, God is with me now in my situation. And that must surely mean that this Christmas he comes to you and to me as a saviour. Specifically that. So, if our greatest need had been for information and uh, the world resonates with information. He would have sent an educator. Or if our greatest need was technology, well, he would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need was money, 
And do we ever have enough? He would have sent an economist. If it was our greatest need is for pleasure, then he would have sent a heavenly clown to entertain us. But he didn't. Because God knew our greatest need, the greatest level, level of all people, of all time, of all cultures, is this. We all need forgiveness. All of us. So he sends a saviour. And he says, don't be afraid. Isn't that something? We all need forgiveness. So he sends a saviour. And he says, whatever situations you will find yourself, I will be with you. But you have to trust me. Don't be afraid. And one last thing. These shepherds, they weren't particularly all that well educated. But they understood this. That if God speaks to us, then we can believe and follow him. It's not very complicated. So they don't hold back. And here's what happens. Let me just read this to you as we finish. When the angels had left them, that's the shepherds, and they'd gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Don't just leave it there. You know, if, if this is registered true in your life, don't just leave it there. Do something about it. So they hurried away and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they heard, they were amazed and they spread the news. And then the next verse, and I'm sure Mary would have been very pleased they had left them because they were probably noisy and uh, a bit smelly out in the fields. Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. Don't be afraid. Don't hold back. Which really means this, that in three words you have to trust, even though you may not understand. You have to take, though you won't know what the implication is. And then you'll be able to tell others of your experience. That's what the shepherds did. And it all began by taking seriously, don't be afraid. And whatever your hopes and fears are today, they can find their focus and meaning and indeed fulfillment in the Lord Jesus. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy which shall be for all the people. And that is what we are celebrating. And the climax to our service is this, O come, all ye faithful. Because did you notice the shepherd said, let's go. And what we are doing when we sing, O come, all ye, we are horizontal, if you like, saying to them, let's do this. We are the faithful people. We trust, we believe. Let's worship him. Let's celebrate this living God's.